Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. All right, everybody, <laughs> we are back with Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. And I am so excited today. I'm so excited that I wore my slippers because I knew these two wouldn't care. So today is kind of a special episode. We get to sit down with a husband and wife, a dynamic duo that has lived in Lakeshore forever. So today we have Mark and Jean Peterson with us. They are the parents of six children, 25 grandchildren, and five great-grandchildren. And so we're going to dive right in and we're going to talk to them about their life, about their marriage, about their family, and the experiences that they have had all along the way. So, Jean, I'm going to start with you. First of all, <coughs> tell me the history of your family in Lakeshore. Uh, tell our listeners who your relatives are. Use first and last names just so they can put faces with names. Okay. Uh, my family, my dad and mom has lived here in Lakeshore all of their lives and uh, I was hatched here because <laughs> my dad got in and hatched a lot of baby chickens and so I was raised on a farm with chickens and uh, I learned the, learned how to work and I learned how to love and work with my family. And your parents, just so everybody can kind of remember where that was, tell us who your parents are, their names, and where that egg farm was located in Lakeshore. Okay. Uh, my dad is Al G. Rigtrip. My mom is Bernice Lewis Rigtrip. And the home where Sharif Far now lives is where uh, I grew up yeah. all of my life. So and there was all those storage sheds that are back there now used to be chicken coop. Wow. Wow. So where Sharif Piney lives and Brooke Dallin, yes. your parents owned all of that property, correct? Yes. Okay. And so you you have how many siblings um, that that were still in Lakeshore? Uh, I have four sisters and one brother, and uh, Elaine Shepherd is my oldest sister. I have a sister that lives in Salt Lake. Uh, Aline Zeman is another sister. Uh, Jim Rigtrip was my brother, and he was married to Carolyn Rigtrip. He has passed away. Uh, my two older sisters have both passed away, and the only ones that we have left now are Aline Zeman and myself. Oh, okay, yes. And the the rig trips continued the egg farm. My dad started it, and then uh, Aline's husband and also Elaine's husband went into the chicken business as well. Okay, and it's currently, where is the egg farm currently? Obviously, it's not where the Pineys and the Dallins live. When did the egg farm move? And where did it move to? Uh, our egg farm, uh, because of the smell and, and the problems with the smell, we moved to Alberta. Okay. And In what year? 1980 or so, Five, something, something like, like that. And they have got a great big farm out there. And my two nephews, uh, Jim's sons, now run that farm out there. And okay. They, and they own it. And they own it. And they own it. Uh-huh. Okay. But well, Elaine's family, they still have theirs. Uh, right there around the, their farm, but Aline, 
her husband, when he passed away, they went out of the chicken business. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, Mark, tell me a little bit about where you were raised and how many siblings and kind of a little bit about your <coughs> childhood. Okay. I was raised in Salem. And uh, I was born in a home in Salem because my dad was sick and we didn't have much money. So the doctor came to the house and I was born in a house. Uh, I have one brother, one sister, and they both passed away. The one brother-in-law runs Spanish Fork Airport. Oh. And my other brother went up the lander to U.S. Steel. So, uh, huh? His sister, Claire Jane, married Alan Woodhouse, yeah. which at that time owned uh, Spanish Fork Airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And my my uh, mother come from a family of 15. Yours, mine, and ours. Yours, mine, and ours. But her dad was married to a lady, and she died in the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. And he had two girls. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> And he had two girls, and then, then my, I guess it would be my step-grandmother. Her husband died in the Spanish flu, and she had a boy and a girl. And then they got married and had 11 more kids. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so both, both of you were raised around this area. Um, tell, me, tell me how you met. Tell me Can the I, story. Oh, yeah. Stop. I want to finish a little bit more. Yes, please tell me. Okay. Um, and so when I was two, my father died. He had a lot of health problems and pain. He basically drank himself to death. Mm. And then uh, he married, she married after a couple of years, Kendall Taylor, who was a neighbor just down the road. And, uh, and he, he was my stepfather, who was actually my father. We were sealed to him in the temple. So anyway, we had a dairy farm. We milked by hand. And about a dozen cows. I would milk one cow. My brother milked two. My dad had milked the rest of them. And we ran about 75 acres. But them days was a lot when you only had tractors plow one way, you know. Yeah. But I had several accidents when I was growing up. One, I was baling hay, grass hay. And the baler got plugged. <clears throat> so I jumped off unplug it and jump back on and my pant leg hit on the PTO and I was on the ground with just pants with shorts and that was it my under and uh, I had to have about 30 or 40 stitches in my leg but the doctor said if you'd had a belt on it would have would have killed you could have just and then I was one time we were doing hay and Dad, we had a lot of hay to do, so he decided he'd hook a horse on a dump rake. You know what a dump rake is? And uh, so I was riding the horse. We got one field done, headed down the road, and the rake hit the horse, and it took off. And I was riding it and threw him off the dump rake and went down the road and crossed and tried to go between the fence and a power pole. And the rake was probably 12 foot wide, but the hole was only about eight feet. And threw me off one of the top of me, but it didn't hurt me. Wow. And his dad was so mad at the horse that it was kind of a muddy field. He left it there overnight. Oh. Oh, 
my brother got down. <laughs> so I, I love that you both have this farming background before we kind of move on in life. Looking back at your parents and the way that you were raised, what is one thing that you are so grateful you learned from being raised on a farm? What do you, what life lesson or what, you know, what's one thing that just, you're so grateful that your parents taught you that? My parents taught me how to work. And uh, I mean, I still have that ambition now that I wanna go out, I wanna work, I wanna keep myself busy. Uh, can we stop a minute? Oh, yep. Yeah. You, we can edit whatever. Oh. This part is edited. <laughs> okay. We okay. drew a blank. We had a brain fart we, for a moment. We, we had a really a brain <laughs> fart right there. But I was always in the chickens. I remember Sunday morning uh, having to go out and gather eggs. And this was at the time when the chickens were all on the floor. So you usually had one rooster in the chicken coop when I was gathering eggs that liked to come and jump on you and scare you. Or, oh, okay. But I learned how to kick really hard at that point in my life. Jean, Jean learned to be aggressive. I learned to be aggressive. I mean, aggressive. it was fight or flight in yeah. the chicken coop. Well, those chicken roosters are mean. They are ever... mean. They are mean. Yeah, we actually have some funny stories about some roosters. <laughs> But uh, and then later on in life they put them in cages, but now they've had to go back to putting the chickens back so that they free ranging whatever. Yeah, a lot of different rules now that have come back. Yeah. What would you say, Mark? What's one thing that you are so grateful of that your parents taught you? They taught me to like Jean to work. Uh, but one thing I they, I really appreciated from them is. Uh, my mother's side was very loving. We'd go over to Grandma and Grandpa Hartbakes and, and you got kissed a dozen times and hugged. And it, it's just the way it was. They just always showed their love. It was neat. And my family was the opposite. We love you, but Don't touch back. us. Uh -huh. Don't touch us. We love you. Uh-huh. Don't touch no, us. They didn't even you. say, I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But we knew. We knew that we was loved. Yeah. My dad, I guess I could say it, I was his favorite, and Jim, my brother, his mother was his favorite. So if we wanted anything, either one, we could, I could go to dad, he could go to mother, and we usually got what we wanted. So. Hey, the truth's out, Aline, uh -huh. when you're listening to this podcast. It's truth's out. Yeah. The truth is out, Jean was the favorite. Yep. <laughs> well, kind of flash forward a little bit in your life, um, I want you to tell me how you two met. What is your love story? I want to hear. How did it all come to be, the uh, Peterson family? We, we really didn't like each other. I mean, and it just happened to be that he needed a date for one night. And he was, we was... Rod Maine. You were Rod Maine. Uh, Rod Maine at that time. And that's what we did. We rodded Maine and had fun that way. But uh, he, he... I think you both... I was at Beverly Shepherd that night. and. Uh, him and another guy pulled us over and talked, and Mark asked me out. And we've been together ever since. And that was when you were how old? She was a senior. Oh, okay. Senior so 17, 18. And I was two years older then. Okay. And you've been attached ever we've since? We've been attached ever since. Well, the, uh, <clears throat> my stepfather, my mother, died when I was 16. And 
he married remarried uh, a lady, and her daughter was good friends with Gene, so I'd see him in the house once in a while. So. Yeah. And that's a funny story, too, because we went together for a year, and uh, we got in engaged. I mean, I had the talking into that as well. And uh, all of a sudden, I was engaged, and we he went talked to the draft board. They was drafting at that time. Oh, okay. And so they told him, uh, if you've got a girlfriend, you better go get married or you're going to get drafted. So we was married in two days. So it was Mark that had to get married, not me. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So that was what year? So you got married what year? 1965. And where did you get married? It was a little place in Spanish Fork called Ideal Cafe. And in the back room. In the back room, we were married there. You just had a little ceremony and was, did some vows. That was it. We went out to get in the car and rode up the road with the family all chasing us, and we had a flat tire. <laughs> and I stuck the key out the window. Yep. Because I wasn't going to get out of the car because I knew they would grab one of us. Oh. <laughs> so his brother changed the tire for us. That is so fun. And our first night together, our honeymoon was in a little crappy motel in Springville. Wow. And then the next day, I was going to BYU at that time, and I was having finals. The next day, we got up and I went to BYU and had a test, one of my finals over there. Well, that was that was short-lived. <laughs> the honeymoon. Short-lived, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what were you studying at BYU at the time? Nursing. And did you finish? No, and that's one of my biggest regrets is not finishing. It is. Yeah. So how far did you get? I in just got a year of it. A year of it. Mm -hmm. Did you see blood and faint? Yeah, I see blood and faint. Oh, so maybe it wasn't like the best <laughs> occupation. No, but I would like to finish. I really Yeah. Caring for people. Yeah. <coughs> After you got married, uh, did you immediately move back to Lakeshore? Uh, where Chris and Karen Shepard now live, and he is my nephew. There was a little white adobe, adobe adobe house that my parents owned that we lived in there for three years, probably. Yeah. About three years. And then uh, we seen this property down here that was for sale, and we bought it and started a home right here. Over there. Okay. So when you first got married, or actually, Jean, maybe you could answer this. From the time you were a child to the time you got married, to current 2022, how has Lakeshore changed in terms of homes, in terms of maybe turnaround of people? Are the people a lot of the same? You've seen it more than a lot of residents in Lakeshore, the change. Uh, starting from when you were a girl to now and in between there when you got married, what was Lakeshore like then and how has it changed to now? Lakeshore, uh... There was one ward, and there was, you knew everybody in the community. Uh, there was, uh, at first, there was no telephones, and then they finally came in. This is telling me how old we really are. And I remember we had, it was just a couple of numbers that you, in the little dial around that you dialed. And, and then from there, you look at this, we've got cell phones now, and... Uh, and if I want to know how to work my cell phone, I call one of my grandkids yep, yep. to work on it. But there is a lot more homes down here now. And as I says, you knew everybody and you was familiar with everybody. And uh, it was, I don't know, it just changed a lot, hasn't it, Mark? Yep. 
I mean, the community now, I don't even know half the people in our own work. I know. It's getting so big, huh? It's getting so big. Yeah. When I was, when they got a telephone there in Salem, you'd pick it up and an operator would answer. And you'd tell them the number you wanted to call and they'd call it for you. You didn't have, we didn't have the dial. Dial system. Yeah. And I remember our first tel uh, television we got, and it was only the size of your uh, laptop right there, the string of it. Uh huh. And you had to be really close to see it and to hear it. And But now look at the TVs there. You had three channels. Uh, three channels, yes. Yeah. yeah. And the, it went off at 10 o'clock. Television. I mean, it just like shut off. It shut off at 10 o'clock. They played the national anthem. Or, uh, That's usually whatever. when my TV goes on. Yeah. It's the only time I have time to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you remember uh, that when you were a kid to now, who still lives in Lakeshore? Who are the people that you grew up with that are still in Lakeshore? Jay, are there any? Oh, yes. Jay, oh, Jay Evans. Jay Evans, okay. Jay Evans. Devin. Devin and Josanne Engel. Uh, Obviously, Bev. Oh, no, Bev, though, no, isn't she, from Lakeshore. No, she's a movie. So, Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl Don Shepherd, yeah. Who else, Mark? Marva Hansen. Marva Hansen. Marvin Wendell Hansen. There's not a lot. There's yeah, not there's a lot. not a there's not a whole lot left. Yeah. Uh, Do anybody know it? Maybe. Yeah, but that's in the other ward. But yeah. it's community. But when I was younger, uh, in junior high and stuff, there was a bunch of us that was good friends, boys and girls, and uh, they'd come and get me to go with them for Chicken Henry because I was able to get in and clean the chicken. A Chicken Henry? Uh -huh. I don't even know what that means. That What's means that? you go and steal somebody's chickens and then you go to somebody's house and you cook them and eat them. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no. But usually usually when they went and did it, they went to somebody's farm that was their chickens were old and I mean they were you know, really tough to eat. Do you know how she killed the chicken? Uh, oh, did you like chop off its head? Uh, like, uh, put them between my toes and pull their head off. You you literally put whoa 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 whoa. Your toes are that strong. My toes are that strong. You put a chicken in between your toes and ripped its head off. Yes, or put my foot on its head and pull it that way. My grandkids, it just kills them. We did it what was it, two or three years ago. I I killed them all farming there. I mean they. Grandma. I can't even believe that. I want to. I have to see this now. <laughs> No. That is crazy. No. So no. do you have any fun memories of of Jay Evans or Cheryl? Anything that or even Aline, anything they that comes the, to mind that's... They were in the chicken Henry's. Okay, yeah. that was that was the majority of yeah. your Yeah, but there was a lot of uh, uh <coughs> my age, a year older and Jay is two years older, that we would always we used to call it mutual at that time, but we would always learn how to dance and socialize and stuff. And usually afterwards, we'd all get together and go somewhere and get a drink. Or mm -hmm. I know one night we came back down to my place and we had waffles. And mm -hmm. I also remember driving up to Spanish Fork when it was really foggy and two of them sit on the front of the car directing us how to drive up Spanish Fork. And it's funny, a lot of us are still alive, but uh, we had good times when we were young. Yeah. 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 Okay, going back to early years of marriage, when you when you built this home, and just to give our audience a little visual of this home, um, 
when you walk into this place, you can tell how much Mark and Jean love the Lord. There's pictures of the Savior. There's pictures of the temple. You Pictures of the chickens. There's, pic, there's <laughs> pictures of the chickens. Um, and there's just a special place here. They have, you know, beautiful wallpaper and hardwood floors and a lot, a lot of space for a family to gather. Two different kind of family sitting areas with a large kitchen in the center. You can tell that they love their family. There's pictures of grandkids and kids and great grandkids everywhere you look in this home. And so this place is definitely a place of refuge, I think, for all of your family. It's a place of gathering uh, and definitely a place of love and caring. Tell me about some of your children, maybe all of them. Tell me, tell me who they are, because some still live in Lakeshore. So tell us who they are um, and <coughs> just some things that you, you love about them or admire about them or what it was like raising your own children here in Lakeshore and the benefits and the things that you loved about the community and raising them here. Adoption. Okay. Just go around the corner there, look on the wall. Okay, so uh, we were talking about each of, your, each of your children and we paused just for a second so that we could look around the corner. Mark wanted me to see some pictures of his children and Right in their family room, they have six different pictures, each with a spouse up uh, in front of the temple that they were sealed in. Tell me, who are your children? Our oldest is Marjorie Brown. She's married to Jim Brown. She has six children and two grandchildren at this time. And Marjorie's always been the loving. She lived in here. She lives right next door to us, always been the loving. Uh, I mean, she loves everybody, and she wants to help anybody. Our second child is Jeffrey, and he's married to Trisha Peterson. They live in Spanish Fork, and he's very energetic, isn't he, Mark? I mean, he, he loves to work. He loves family. Uh, Got four boys. He has four boys. Uh, the next one is Kurt Peterson, and... Uh, after he got married, he moved to Arizona with uh, Christie's family. But in the last year, year and a half, he has moved back to uh, Utah. Just west of Cedar City. Just west of Cedar City in a little town. He says it's a lot like Lake Shore, and he loves to have his family back in Utah and have those experiences like he had when he was young. And then our next one is Stacy Hanks, and she's married to Chris Hanks. And they live in Lakeshore First Ward. And Stacy is, is the one that if we need help, she's always here to help us. Our next child is Abby, and she married Wayne Marshall. She has a set of twins uh, and uh, three younger boys. She's one. She got one. She's got one that is autistic. Autistic. And I believe that the Lord knew her and her husband, and they sent that special spirit to her because, I mean, you can see the love and the concern they have for that little boy. I mean, they take care of him, and nobody's going to hurt that little boy. He, he can't talk. He can't talk. He but can he talk, but he don't. Yeah. He is very smart. But he's autistic, but he's a mild autistic. He just can't communicate. Oh, okay. And our youngest one is Kevin, and he married Shelly Babbitt. 
And she comes from a family of singers. Oh, okay. And they entertain a lot. And she's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. And they have mm -hmm. one daughter. And Kevin, we call on him a lot to come and help us, don't yeah. we, Mark? And he's always here to help us. Yeah. But our kids, even when they were younger, uh, we had chicken coops out here in the back of our house. And our kids had to go out. And at that time, we had to vaccinate chickens. And so our kids were out there vaccinating. They were out there uh, cleaning manure. They were out there getting ready for new baby chicks that was coming to our farm. We raised the chickens until they were uh, about 20 weeks. 20 weeks old. We'd raise 60,000 at a time. And then when they get about 18 to 20 weeks, they'd move them out to the laying house. Alberta. Oh, okay. But we, since Mark had uh, thyroid cancer, we just kind of closed that down. We closed don't. That down. It's more or less a storage unit out back for the kids, grandkids, or whatever junk they can put in. Yeah, whatever junk <laughs> they want to put in there. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about Mark in just a minute. But <coughs> what was the most important thing to you both when you were raising your kids? I, I know as a young parent, I. I look around and, and see a lot of other people parent, you know, maybe that next generation just above me that their kids are maybe just now graduating or, you know, moving on to that next phase of life. And I always love talking to them and saying, you know, what advice would you give me as a young mom? What was most important to you when you raised your kids? What did you try really hard to teach them or instill in them? The ones we always worked together, did things together. Yeah. And then we'd hunt together, we'd fish together, we'd always played together. We always went on the vacations. Mark came from a hunting family, and uh, that's one thing that Tim and the boys, and then their son, our son-in-laws, have liked to do is to go hunting. And we always go down to Holden when it's the deer hunting. Uh, just all of us camp there together and have fun with each other. I don't think we get too many deer at times, but it's just being together. We, uh, I've, I've always went on since about 12 years old. Every year I missed two years ago because I was sick, but other than that, I never missed a hunt. Wow. I love that. Just being together. Just yep. making being time. Together. Yep. In such a world that is so fast-paced. Yeah. Margie's got one son, uh, Matt, that lives in uh, Washington. Seattle. Seattle. Oh, no, no, no. Oregon. 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 That's and right. he makes it a point. He's always there oh, for the deer that. hunt. Always there for the deer hunt. That's awesome. What? Yeah, so what advice would you give young parents? Now that you've done it, you, now you have the greats, the great grandkids. Okay. Be patient. Love them. Take them to church. And if they're noisy, it's okay. I was there with six kids by myself while Mark was bishop. So it's just patience, love them, let them know that they're there for a purpose, that they're to learn more about the Lord. And uh, she had our sixth child when I was bishop. Yeah, so, so tell me about this. Brady and I, <coughs> we had done a little research, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Mark was the first bishop in Lakeshore. Lakeshore second, second ward. But sorry, yes, that's what I meant. The Lakeshore second ward when they divided it. Right. Mark was the first bishop. From Mark to Jason Rinlisbacher, all of the bishops are still alive still and alive. live and in Lakeshore. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. it, it really is so cool when you think about it. We, we said that we need to get a picture taken because that's just so neat. So, Mark, how old were you when you were called to be the bishop? 34. Oh, you were young. Thir okay, so you were 34. I'd been a counselor to two bishops. And who were the bishops that you were counselors? I was counselor for two years to Bishop Yowd. And uh, counselor to Blaine Bradford. In the first ward, both of those in yeah, the first ward. Well, just one ward then. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yes. And then, uh, then now I got called to be bishop. So tell me what what did you learn? What were some of the the memories that really you feel like are tattooed on your heart from that experience of being able <laughs> to serve the Lakeshore Second Ward? Well, you know, it's pretty humbling. <laughs> But uh, it gets emotional. Hey, me too. It's because of the it's love okay. he has for people. He loves people. He's one of the type that can get in and we can go somewhere and uh, he'll always find someone to talk to. And I always kid him, say, okay, how much did he weigh? Where was he born? <laughs> I always tease him because he has a habit or an act of being able to yeah. communicate communicate with people and uh, to get to know them and love <coughs> people. That's just but the way he is. They, uh, they divided the ward and we met for two more Sundays and we had to be completely organized in three weeks. I mean, primary, presidency, everything. Young men, young women. So it was a big job. And uh, we spent a lot of time down the church. What's that? Six years. Six years. Yeah, I was bishop for six years. And uh, I remember after about a month, Gene made a comment to me. I know what you <laughs> He says, uh, I know you love, you, you got a big job at the ward, but you got to remember your family. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was spending a lot of time with he was supposed to. Yeah, but. Uh, we felt a little neglected as well. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people don't see that side. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a lot of time, and it's a big commitment. And I, I wish everybody could <coughs> see Mark's face right now. You can just—it <laughs> makes me emotional uh, just talking about it. You can just see he has a tender heart. He has a tender heart, yeah. but you, you loved those people so much, and I—that's I, very obvious when you. When you look at you right now and, and see those big eyes just full of tears. He, he was bishop for six years. Usually it's just five years. But they were remodeling the church, the chapel. And so we went to Benjamin for that next year while they were remodeling our church. And then uh, after that we came back. Oh, to the lecture. oh that's cool. That's and cool. I failed to ask you this, Mark. Who was your two counselors that served with you? Doug Allen and Kirk Barr. Oh, okay. We had too much fun together. You, I can see that. That's for sure. That is for sure. So after you were released, who was called? Jay Evans. Jay Evans was the next bishop. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then I went into high council, and then uh, they reorganized the stake, and uh, Mike Hanson from Benjamin put on the stake president, and I was called the second counselor. In the stake presidency? Uh -huh. Oh, see, and I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you served in the stake presidency for how long? Nine years. 
I was years. about four or five years second counselor, and then uh, and the rest of the time I was first counselor. Wow. Because the uh, second first counselor went on a mission, him and his wife. And then Randy oh, okay. Gordon came in and was a second counselor. Yeah. Okay. But you were still young at this time. Your family was still young. Yeah. Well, I while I was in there, we set apart two of my mission, the two sons, two missions. And, oh, okay. So a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Had had gone by. Wow. But it was interesting when I was had the interview. I never can remember who the general authority was. Question. No, it wasn't Ashton. Anyway, he had the 12, and he, on the interview, he says, tell me about your family. That was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I love that you just had a desire to serve the Lord, and there was a lot of... That was, lot my, of that was my hobby. That was your hobby? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. that. That is a great hobby to have. Yeah. Gene, tell me, what are some of the callings that you've had? Uh, I, being young women's president twice. Oh, yeah. And then I was uh, in the Relief Society presidency when my sister Aline was president. Okay, that would be a riot. You yeah. two together. We had a good time. That would be awesome. He's in the, he's in the primary yeah. presidency. And then I was in the primary presidency. <coughs> I've been in well, I've been in young women a long time, and I have a lot of favorite young women. That in fact, uh, your uh, aunt Lori was one of my young women, and beautiful young women. I, I, I close to them, and, and I I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then we went, and we've been in primary for a lot, and we was uh, nursery leaders for a couple of years, and we enjoyed that as well. Yeah, that's one of our favorite problems. <coughs> that's what's so fun about being able to serve is. There's just so many opportunities, whether you're in nursery or whether in your, you're in the state presidency. You just learn to love the people. Oh, yeah. It's all about people. And I, I love that we have those opportunities to serve. Um, and on the flip side of that, to, to also be served. Wow. What a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend. Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.